we've reached pod level midnight. My name is Josiah Dury. I'm going to get to my conversation with Ryan Campbell and movie recommendations that we had here in just a minute. But first, I wanted to talk about um, a movie that I went and saw in theaters this weekend, actually, and a new release that I just wanted to talk about briefly because it was um, a great experience. It is um, A Quiet Place Part 2. Um, got to go back to the theaters, um, one of the first times I've been back, um, and it was a just great to be great to be in the theater. Um, the theater was the most it was the most full theater that I've experienced since being back um, you know since the pandemic hit. Um, it was about like about half full but still a good um, kind of communal experience in the theater. Um, yeah, just see you know quiet place the first one was such an interesting experience in the theater because it's as the title suggests, um, just a movie that sound and the tension and everything that builds through the silence it really um, is magnified in the theater experience because everyone is all together being quiet and trying not to eat anything or make any noise and that was similar in this one as well um, and this is this movie is also in theaters only a lot of new new releases have been coming out on streaming and stuff but a quiet place they wanted it to be in theaters um, only and John Krasinski actually the director came out before the movie um, and just had a brief thing just thanking people for coming to the theater and talking about how the theater experience is so important and stuff so I would definitely agree with that and just say if you have a chance to get out to the theaters, um, please do so and, and support those uh, movie theaters and just have a great experience. The movie itself, um, it's really good. Um, it's really good, guys. Um, I I don't want to say it was better than the first one because I need to rewatch the first one. I don't think I've seen it since it came out. Um, but it's right there as good as the first. I think my expectations were kind of lower because it had been delayed for so long. And it was like, you know, sequels just especially a sequel of a movie that wasn't maybe intended to have a sequel. It's just like you're not expecting it to be, um, you know, we've been let down by those types of things so many times in the past, but this was right there um, on par with the first one, um, but different as well. Um, it's different. It's not a. It's not the same um, kind of structure and pace of the first one. It's not a sequel that's just a remake of the first one, basically, um, but it's different, um, different structure, like I said, and um they cover different um parts of the story and develop some things in a way that um gives it a different feel from the first one which i which i really liked um still has the same um tension and um you know i wouldn't necessarily say it's a horror movie but it's got that through those thriller elements it's got some jump scares um it's got there was a absolutely one of the most shocking moments that I've seen in a, in a movie in a long time in the first like 20 minutes or so, where, which was just everyone in the theater gasped. And it was like, I couldn't believe <laughs> what I was seeing. I don't want to spoil anything, but you'll know it when you see it. Um, but yeah, just really enjoyable, um, a really good experience. And I would highly recommend it, especially if you like the first quiet place, um, you will, um, you know, this definitely lives up to the, to the hype of that and, and builds on it as well. Um, just want to quickly shout out, um, Millicent Simmons is the name of the, um, the deaf performer who, um, performs as the, as the daughter in the first movie, as well as in the second movie. And she kind of takes, um, center stage in this one and is the main, um, protagonist and is just, um, just awesome in this movie and, and someone that you want to root for and cheer for and, um, and watch on the screen. So shout out to her. She's great. Um, John Krasinski directed this one um again and um you can kind of tell that he is getting more experience directing and stuff and was trying some new things as far as director tricks and some of the editing and and various things um that really 
build on um, what would otherwise be maybe a straightforward um, story, but um, he has some tricks up his sleeve that really um, just make sure that the impact um, hits you, which I thought was great. Um, the last thing I'll say is just, this was kind of the first, one of the first movies that was delayed last year as the pandemic hit. And there's been a lot that have been delayed and still have not come out, but there's also been a lot that were delayed and then just went straight to streaming. And my kind of theory on this that I feel like is justified after seeing this one, which is one of the first ones to actually release in theaters, one of the ones that was held until, until theaters could open. My theory is that these movie studios they know what the good ones are and they are holding those until they can come out in theaters. Right. So I think that a lot, you know, we saw the, we saw three or four trailers and almost all of them were uh, movies that were supposed to come out last year and were delayed and that have not been released yet. So I think, you know, the studios, they know what they have and they, they will put out the, um, the ones that are maybe not going to be as much of a, of a hit or that they don't feel as confident in. They put those ones straight to streaming, but the rest they're holding until they can get that, um, that movie theater audience back. So I think we're in for um, really a great summer and fall of movies with both the ones that have been delayed um, and that I think that the movie studios are confident in um, that are going to be really good as well as, you know, new movies that were scheduled to come out in 2021 anyways. So um, yeah, just want to encourage people to get out to the theaters, um, you know, safe experience, especially as people are getting fully vaccinated and everything. Um, if you're in the Cambridge or North Branch area, get over to GTI, or if you're not, even if you're not, drive up there, get some, I know I'm going to get up there soon, um, get some real butter popcorn from GTI theaters, always the best spot. Um, yeah, just exciting to have movies back in theaters. Um, it's, it was, you know, it's fun to have stuff on, on streaming at home, but for me, nothing beats the movie theater experience. So, um, with that, we've got several more movies to recommend. Um, uh, my conversation with Ryan Campbell, um, uh, as we recommended a few, um, movies that we've enjoyed over the past couple of years. So here's Ryan. All right. So I'm here with Ryan Campbell. Ryan and I have been, have been friends for several years now. I've gotten to know each other through work and um, have bonded over a mutual love of movies. We saw, which, which Avengers movie did we see in Florida? Was it Endgame or? I think it was Endgame. Yeah. Endgame. We saw Endgame on opening night during our one of our work meetings in in Florida in a packed theater. That was a great experience, and have just always hit each other up with movie recommendations and uh, talking about movies that we both love and all that good stuff. So Ryan is from Jamaica um, and serves there um, on mission trips and in the community. So welcome, Ryan. Hey, thanks for having me. So Ryan, tell me just briefly about why. This is a hard question. Why do you love movies? What is it like for you when you're when maybe someone tells you to watch a movie or you're thinking about watching a new movie? Do you look at trailers? Do you look at reviews or do you just jump right in based on whether you think you'll like it or not? Well, I think I discovered pretty young that I'm a, I'm a visual learner. You know, so moving objects on a screen just always captured my attention. I when I was pretty younger, could remember just hating reading books, especially <laughs> books that just did not have any pictures in it, for yeah. real. Yeah, so uh, television just was was one of my favorite pastime and things that I participated in. So I grew up watching cartoons and I graduated from cartoons to 
to movies uh, or TV shows than movies over time. I think movies help me to escape because I love stories and I love to be lost in stories. Um, I've always had an imaginative mind and movies help me to escape this current reality and to experience um, different realities. Mm -hmm. You know, it has been like that for me. Uh, to go about watching movies now, I love recommendation from others. And I love to jump on internet movie database to hear what others have to say about the movie and what uh, the rating is. I think that a rating of seven and up usually is pretty good. So uh, that's one of the indication for me that, hey, definitely this is a movie for you to check out and one for you to watch. And so after you after you then watch that movie, do you get on and put put your review and put your ranking out of out of ten? All right. So I I. I do give uh, reviews and I do give my ranking as well. Yeah. Yeah. So I primarily, I haven't used Internet Movie Database, but I should check it out. But I use Letterbox, which is a similar, similar website that just has you know every movie that count, comes out in a given year, and people get on there and are able to rate and review out of five stars um, and give you know if they want to just put the out of five stars ranking or if they want to put their little review or long review about about what they thought of the movie why they ranked it as they did so sometimes it's interesting because sometimes i find that it's helpful to know what people think leading into a movie um and sometimes i feel like it then makes me it just gives me a little bias either oh people think this movie is good or people think this movie is bad and i don't get to make that decision on my own if i've seen those too many of those reviews ahead of time you know what i mean yeah definitely totally agree with you cannot afford to waste your time right now right. there's so many movies to watch <laughs> but it's helpful to know the people that you trust and the people whose reviews not that you have to agree with everyone you know there's some movies i like that maybe don't you know maybe aren't consensus great movies and there's some that i some that are are really highly reviewed that i don't so trying to keep that open mind and um, experience it for myself rather than just going with um, the reviews that everyone else else gives yeah I get you. I think I feel that way about Wonder Woman um, <laughs> Part 2. <laughs> it really got a, a, a punch with reviews, but... That's a good example. Yeah, it, it was it was an okay movie, you know. I thought that the reviews that it got was unjustified and unwarranted. Mm -hmm. Well, that's exactly what we're talking about, is when, especially a big movie like that, and they release their reviews from critics ahead of time mm -hmm. and everyone is hyping it up that this is as good as the first one or you know one of the really good superhero movies and then you go in with those expectations because expectations make the movie most of the time if you come into something you've never heard of and are just like maybe this will be good maybe this will be bad it can surprise you and really be something that you know you come out of and are blown away by or if you're expecting something to be the best movie then even something that's just average or slightly above average will seem like it was bad because your expectations were so high, right? Yeah, for real. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good example. That was <laughs> in, yeah. So, um, so Ryan and I each picked a few movies um, from the last, you know, five, three to five years or so, just that we wanted to um, recommend to one another, um, as well as anyone that is is listening and wants to take our recommendations. So, these are um, we tried to get a few things that are off the beaten path, but um, you know they're still it's not like these tiny indie movies that no one's ever seen either. So you may or may not have heard of these, but 
Um, I'll have Ryan start, um, and this one is definitely not off the beaten path because it's a Disney movie, but it's new, and I think it kind of did fly under the radar still too. So tell me about your first recommendation. Yeah, well, my first recommendation is Raya and the Last Dragon. I I absolutely love animated movies. I love animated movies, and I especially like those that have uh, that have a, a really good theme or message that you can take at the end of it. And I felt like this particular movie had um, one such particular um, message. Yeah, so uh, Rhea and the Last Dragon is a fascinating movie with a very interesting tale that really opens our eyes to the idea of how important it is for us to trust and to trust people. So the movie brings us back to a faraway fantasy land, um, a world known as Kumandra. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a world in which dragons uh, uh, live along with human beings uh, and they live together in beautiful harmony and bliss. But, uh, but there are these enemies known as drones that threatens the land. And the only persons with the power to destroy them are the dragons. Uh, the dragons end up, um, in the start of it, sacrificing um, their lives um, for the whole salvation of humanity. And things were going on pretty great until this need to unite the group of people, um, a quest that was desired to be done by one of the chief in the land at that particular time um, just did not happen. And so it brought back the drones that were threatening to destroy humanity. And so that's how Rhea came into the picture. And it is her quest to see if she can go about to find the lost dragon and to see in that particular quest if that could happen. Um, for humanity to be saved. But yeah, it just brought us some beautiful things for me um, that I'm challenged by and I'm very encouraged by. There's a question that was asked in it um, that was expressed that the world is broken. We cannot trust anyone. And the question was asked, well, is the world broken because we do not trust mm -hmm. anyone? And it just gives you a lot to think about, right? about just the whole importance for us to trust. So, yeah, Ray and the Last Dragon. So it's, I haven't seen it yet. I would like to... Um, it sounds like it's more of a kind of fantasy adventure than most Disney um, animated movies. Is that right? Like, it's more of the... You know, it sounds like she's the hero and she's on an adventure the whole time. It's kind of a little bit more... Um, of an epic adventure then yeah, yeah it's it is an epic adventure mm -hmm. um and she's the protagonist and it's yeah she's uh what would consider be a woman of color as well mm -hmm. so there's just that strong um amazing female lead that she does an amazing job um i thought the cgi animation in it was pretty good uh the the, the fact that it's just all f the female led as well mm -hmm. um it was pretty pretty interesting you know the storyline was a good one as well mm -hmm. um it got me hooked from the beginning all through to the end mm -hmm. kelly marie tran i believe is, does the voice right shout, uh, shout out to her she's from she was in a couple of the star wars movies so shout out to her yeah 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 
All right, I will I will move to my first recommendation, which is kind of the complete opposite tone of Red and the Last <laughs> Dragon. So this is a bit more of a, um, I don't know if dark is the right word, but um, deeply, um, well, I'll just get into the description of it and you'll, you'll hear about it, but it's about um, the deep um, issues of, of the heart and of, um, of life. So uh, this movie is First Reformed. Um, from 2017, um, stars Ethan Hawke and Amanda Seyfried. Um, Ethan Hawke plays a, um, he's a reverend um, of a church, of a, like a historic, um, traditional church that is, for all intents and purposes, dying. They have very few members. It's not able to keep up with um, many modern churches and what they do. It's very traditional. It's kind of a historic landmark, but so it has all the significance, but the feeling is that the church itself is dead. And he is, um, the main kind of thrust of the story is him counseling this woman and her, her husband who is, um, in a lot of depression and just, um, having a difficult time with the, um, the darkness and the hurt of the world. And this theme throughout the whole movie is, is the juxtaposition between hope and despair. Um, about the hope that, um, you know, they feel is supposed to come from the church and from a relationship with God, and then the despair of what they see in the world and the all of the hurt and all of the um, brokenness that they're dealing with and just trying to reconcile those two things. So he goes on a journey, um, Ethan Hawke does, of um, discovery and of um, kind of starting to feel this this despair despite the, you know, the hope and the conviction that he has through his his uh, role as a as a reverend um it goes on to um they have a a church that is um affiliated with their historical church which is like a mega church uh, much more kind of what we would think of as modern and there's one scene that is this isn't really a spoiler but near the middle of the movie um he is meeting with the reverend of that church so ethan Hawke's character wants to kind of engage with that idea of of despair and talk about, you know, being honest about the things that people feel and the questions people have, whereas the mega church is wanting to kind of brush that aside and just be like, you just have to have hope. You just have to believe. Um, and they're kind of portrayed as this, um, just having a little bit more of a sur surface level, um, depth to their, um, their ministry and the things that they're willing to talk about in their church. So it's interesting. That scene is really interesting. Um, I did I did um, write down one quote that he has in the movie. This is early on in the movie, kind of before he dives deep into the um, the rabbit hole that is some of the looking into some of the um, brokenness of the world. But he is speaking in a counseling session, and he says that um, this is Ethan Hawke's character, the Reverend. Um, he says, "Courage is the solution to despair. Reason provides no answers. I can't know what the future will bring. We have to choose despite uncertainty." Wisdom is holding two contradictory truths in our minds simultaneously, mm. hope and despair. A life without despair is a life without hope. Holding these two ideas in our head is life itself. And, you know, he goes on to really try to confront these things. He does get to a point of kind of hopelessness, but is able to find um, that. I won't get into the ending of the movie, but it's one of those movies where it's a you know, it's about a church and it's, um, certainly has very many, very, um, spiritual themes and, and dives into stuff, but it's not a explicitly Christian movie, um, you know, made by, um, made by, a. it's 
to me it hit harder because it had that depth that I feel like a lot of Christian movies don't have. It was real about the hope and despair and whether people, um, you know, the questions that many of us have that are often not addressed in those sorts of things. So for me, it was, um, it's something, I, a movie that I think about a lot because of the way that it wrestles with those things. And specifically he's, his, um, kind of conviction is, um, the issues of the environment and trying to, um, work to restore, um, that without, despite seeing, you know, all of the, um, negative things that are associated with that, but it can really be applied to any, um, anything that we feel passionate about wanting to, um, to dive into and fix despite seeing how hopeless it may be. So, um, for me, it just hit hard in that, um, spiritual sense, despite, you know, not necessarily having a good answer at the end. Um, the ending is pretty ambiguous to what happens with him as he's kind of choosing between this hope and despair, but just the way that it dove into those topics, um, fully rather than just trying to say that we have to just have hope and everything will be okay. But, that depth um, really struck me. And Ethan Hawke is a great actor and put in one of the best performances of the last few years in that movie too. So that um, certainly helped <laughs> when it comes to the impact of that movie. Yeah, dude, it sounds pretty awesome. I'm definitely have to put that on my list and I uh, will definitely give it a check out. Yep. I yeah, especially love that quote that he shared, by the way. Mm. It's pretty deep. All right, let's get to your next one then. All right, so I think I was sharing with you before um, about one that I actually did a lot of dissecting with a particular friend of mine, uh, wanting her perspective on it. Uh, it's a movie by the name of Sylvie's Love. Uh, it's an Amazon, it's an Amazon original um, uh, movie. Um, I thought it was pretty good, pretty interesting. Uh, there's a lot of things that I like about it. First of all, the chemistry between the lead actor and actress is just phenomenal. Um, the movie stars uh, the beautiful and amazing Tessa Thompson. Is she married, by the way? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, dude, I like her. I'm, yeah. I'm being honest. I mean, she she's she's a pretty girl, you know. And I just feel like all the roles that she plays in is just phenomenal. She's, she's a good. yeah, she's a well-rounded actress, mm -hmm. and this movie shows her up in a particular light. I've never seen her before. Uh, her, the, the, her supporting cast member, um, is this upcoming star by the name of Namdi Asomwa, right? He's a, he's, he's phenomenal in this movie as well. So it's, it, it tells a beautiful tale of the intersection of two young people, um, Tessa Thompson, a young woman who meets an aspiring saxophonist, um, Namdi. His, uh, his name in the movie is Robert. And he met um, her... Oh, a saxophonist? He's a saxophonist. What is that? Saxophone. Okay, saxophone. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Please, the saxophone. <laughs> Talented. Your accent I, got me on that one. Oh, I was like, I yeah. know. I think I know his name, but yeah. Yeah, a strong Jamaican yes. accent, you know. <laughs> so yeah, so he met her um, in her father's record shop, and one could say it was love at first sight, you know, uh, and so they kind of hit it off, and so their their um, pending love. Uh, was faced with certain challenges and I felt like that's what the movie was all about. It tried to really showcase the kind of challenges that um, their love had to endure. Uh, so yeah, 
there are a number of like I do not want to give too much away, <laughs> right? I wouldn't say that the plot is the most amazing, but yeah, it was a pretty light-hearted movie um, that I feel like it's great for many people to watch. There's so much to love about it. First of all, for those persons who enjoy watching movies in the 1940s, 60s, I think that's kind of, it's, it's kind of a period romance. Mm. Yeah, um, it brings about, brings back that, that nostalgia. It, so it was really great just to, you know, just to see the whole picture and the feel of the movie from that particular time. Right, the set design was excellent. Like, I give it a 10 out of 10 for that, right? The music as well was just completely appropriate for every single scene uh, as the movie unfolds. For those who enjoy uh, what we consider to be black excellence, the movie totally depict that in every every sense of the word right it 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 was just excellent to see a movie and a film that that as it reflects on the period of the 1940s to 60s i think it was uh, that it wasn't about any racial tension mm. it wasn't about racism or anything like that you know so it, it's good to see a movie that just depict black people in a light that not the typical stereotypical it's not only about their trauma but it's just about their falling in love and having their own life right now perfect that's an excellent way to describe it right uh i'm not saying the movie is not without its challenges Mm. there are a couple of challenges that i did have with the movie right and i want you guys to know about these challenges as well like i said it's an excellent movie you should watch it right but it did have a couple of challenges um you know i think that it, it kind of tanked a little bit in the in the in the third act, you know. I felt like as it draw towards the conclusion, mm, it could have been better, you know. Maybe you think differently, you know. But this is just my opinion. Still, I felt like there are certain unnecessary drama that was brought into the movie, and you know, I think one person describes it as this: that the obstacles um, that was keeping Robert and Sylvia apart. Uh, was just too easy for them um, to overcome. So it didn't give you that 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 great um, tension that you were kind of hoping for. I feel like that's the case in a lot of romantic movies, though. Yeah. At least from my perspective, like sometimes the the drama that comes up is like some really simple misunderstanding yeah. that. If you just ask, it can be explained, but instead you see something and then you run away and you think it's the worst and it's really just a misunderstanding. Hey, just I think that you just summed it up. (laughs) (laughs) I really think that you did, you know? Uh, Yeah. So, but, you know, with, with all of that, I think that it's a movie that, you know, just for the chemistry between... Um, Tessa and Namdi, I think people should watch it, you know, even for that. Uh, yeah, I think that is a movie that people totally enjoy. And just one that, you know, has ambition and, you know, would be very lighthearted and would be a good film um, just to watch and enjoy. Yeah, awesome. That's a good one. Um, my next one, this is probably my most, um, I don't know, family-friendly recommendation (laughs) for those out there that are looking for something. Uh, This is a PG-13 movie. Um, We're looking for something to watch with the family. Maybe not younger kids, but certainly teenagers. And um, this movie is um, Searching, which is uh, from 2018. 
Um, and this is a really interesting um, concept movie. It's very unique. It's probably unlike any other movie you've seen before. Um, it stars John Cho. Um, and the concept here is that every part of the movie is portrayed through a screen. So whether it be a computer screen, um, you're seeing emails, you're seeing, um, you know, video calls and all that, you know, they're able to have um, the actors. Still, it doesn't feel like you're trapped in that concept. You notice it the first few minutes and then they're still able to paint the full picture um, through phones and through um, through laptops and through other screens, um, but and through um, television as well, news, um, that sort of thing. But it's just a really unique concept that they were able to um, utilize throughout the entire movie. This is all parts of it are through some sort of a screen. Um, and that is what paints the picture of this relationship between um, John Cho's character and his, his teenage daughter. Um, he's a single dad. Um, the mother has, um, has passed away. Um, it's about his relationship with his daughter who's in high school and she um, ends up going um, going missing. Um, and so it's it's the um, the story of him, of the search for her um, as a missing person and his um, trying to track her down and uses a lot of those technology pieces, her emails, her social media, um, talking to her friends as well as the detectives and stuff on the case um, to try to find her and bring her home um, safely. So I won't get into any of the results of that, but um, it is a, um, yeah, it's just, it's really well done um, for the concept. It sounds like it could be kind of a hokey concept, but the way that it, um, the way that it's executed, it doesn't, it doesn't slow the movie down. It doesn't, you don't, you're not like thinking the whole time that, oh, this is just a gimmick that they're trying to do to utilize these, um, these screens, but it, it tells it from a, a perspective that, you know, maybe if a lot of these movies with a similar plot you've seen before, but this will um, kind of open that um, open that up that you'll able to be able to see it in a new way um, and be more engaged just because of that um, the way that they do that concept and some other um, kind of nifty um, things that they're able to do throughout the movie so that's searching hey I must say thanks for that as well because it's it's I wanted to remember about a few movies that I had made that I did not make a note of to watch and searching was one of them mm -hmm. as, as well. So when you made mention of that, I'm like, yeah, thank <laughs> you. So that's just pretty amazing. And um, I'm going to look forward to it. Yeah. I'm I, excited to hear what you think. I think I'm going to love it. Yeah. I think all the reviews I've seen about it so far are excellent. So, mm -hmm. and coming from you, uh, <laughs> I know I will enjoy it as well. Good. Good. Yeah. Highly recommend. Right, definitely. All right, back to you, Ryan. All right, so this movie I love. I mean, absolutely love. For those who like those kind of revenge, female revenge movies, a movie like Gone Girl, I think that you mm -hmm. absolutely <laughs> love this one, right? I don't think that is your typical revenge movie. Uh, some people don't consider it a revenge movie. Perhaps I don't even consider it a revenge movie, but you know, it's a it's a really good movie to watch. So it's called Promising Young Woman. And already I think this movie has around five Oscar. Oh, nominations. It's, it's nominated for the Oscars, yep. Yeah. So nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, really, yeah. It tells a story for of a young woman. I think her name is Cassandra, and she is traumatized by a tragic tragic event in her past. And so we meet her, uh, you know, as a young, 
adult and she's depressed working in a coffee shop she used to be a med student and because of that tra traumatic experience she has now become a, a high school dropout her parents badly want her out of the house and i don't want to spoil the movie for you guys because there are some funny moments in that uh that I, that I was cracking up over but she has a very interesting way that she deals with her trauma right and so a part of how she deals with her trauma is going on dates pretending to be drunk uh, with men who often come off as being good guys but they all try to take advantage of the situation right so I don't want to get too much in that guys because <laughs> I don't want to give away her her craft but what she does, it's completely messed up, but it's interesting, right? So she does this and, you know, it, it unfolds just an interesting story for us. Uh, she also meets up with a guy by the name of Ryan in it, right? Uh, interesting. Uh, I don't want to give away much about Ryan either, but yeah, watch out for his character and tell me, you know, if there's some similarities between him and me, just like, <laughs> uh, I would be interested. And I would be interested, uh, interesting, sorry, uh, uh, interesting to know. So, yeah, so she does all of this just trying to deal with just the whole trauma of her past. And, yeah, she she quests, she allows us just to question um, people's character, their motives, and just the hypocrisy of institutions and how people treat others who have been the victims of horrific acts committed against them. It, it, it really sheds a light on how we treat victims and what our response ought to be towards victims. Do we shame them or do we try to empower them? I think that this, this is, is, is what the movie tries to, tries to bring to the fore, you know? So she becomes uh, a hero, so to speak, through the craziness of her actions. And it really, I can see why it's, it's, it's nominated for so many um, Oscars. I, I, I can't believe you have not watched this movie, by the way. I know, I, it's on my list, um, because, especially because it was nominated. Um, so you say that it's a, it's a classic kind of revenge tale, but with... It's a, a new what 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 makes it unique and stand out in that in that genre? Is it the concept? Is it her performance? Is it the themes that you're talking about, or all of them? Yeah. So the themes that uh, that are dealt with in this is kind of relevant. Uh, so man, I'm trying to talk about it without mm -hmm. going too much in it, right? So I think this is okay to talk about, right? It, it, it has to do with the, the theme of rape, right, or sexual abuse. How do you how do you deal with that? How do you handle that? That's very topical in our society right now with the whole Me Too movement, right? Uh, so her performance is excellent. She did an amazing job. Um, her character was just pretty interesting uh, and it, 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 it invited you in her space. You fell in love with her character. I mean, actually I did. And I was hooked from the start to the absolute finished, right? But 
she confronted a system and people who were a part of the problem but chose to look the other way mm-hmm. and i think that was the biggest issue you know that's kind of the big issue in our day right that oftentimes we mm-hmm. we don't often give voice to the victims right we often shame the victims we often neglect the pain of the victims and it seemed as if she was the only person who cared enough right to do something about the system of oppression um that others were benefiting from yeah show kind of showing the hypocrisy of those guys who like you said the the guys that seem nice or seem like they want to be supportive of her or yeah. say that they would never um do something that has been done before but when when she puts them in that situation mm-hmm. what is the you know Yeah. Do they actually live up to that or not? Yeah, and, and she questioned the notion of who is a nice guy mm-hmm. as well, you know, and who is a nice person, and 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 the and just how difficult it is for us to believe sometimes a victim, but we tend to go, we tend to believe more the person who is quote unquote the nice guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's good, man. It's 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 good movie. Good. Yeah. Thank you for that. Um, so this is my last one. Um, this is a film from 2019. This is probably the, I would describe this as the um, probably artsiest one of my choices. Um, and I mean that in a good way, but just for, for warning, as we talk about expectations for movies, if if it's a, um, depending on what kind of movies you're interested in, I like these type of movies that are um, a lot more about um, about look and feel in some ways than the maybe the plot itself. Um, but this movie is The Last Black Man in San Francisco, like I said, from 2019. Uh, this movie stars Jimmy Fails and Jonathan Majors. Um, Jonathan Majors has been in a, a lot of stuff um, recently. Um, Jimmy Fails is, this was his first time acting. This is actually, um, the story is um, is semi-autobiographical um, to his life, um, Jimmy Fails' life. And he is from San Francisco. Um, and he, along with the director, um, Joe Talbot, they had been making this, trying to get this movie made for about 10 years. Um, and they had a, they had like a Kickstarter for it and it was, it kind of came out of nowhere. Um, so it's not your typical kind of Hollywood produced movie, um, but it really um, has something kind of special because of that, I think. Um, and so as we talk about the story and why it's auto, semi-autobiographical, um, it's about his, um, Jimmy Fails, his character, um, in the process of trying to, he has moved um, out of, of San Francisco and he's trying to um, reclaim this house um, that was his, built by his grandfather. Um, it's this really nice old um, style house um, in San Francisco and it's in a part of San Francisco that has now been gentrified and made pretty difficult and almost impossible for someone um, from his background and um, with his resources to um, to live there. So it's it's really um it's a really kind of poignant um story from that perspective and presents just kind of the you get really a feel for the whole city um as well as kind of the issues that are um that come from that um gentrification and other things like that um income inequality but that's not the focus of the movie it's really just about these two guys these two friends and the um them going through their life and also the the meaning that this um house and this piece of of Jimmy Fails character's um, family means to him um, and means to them. So it's um, just a really, it's a, I would describe it in a lot of ways as kind of a feel good 
type movie. Um, it does have some, it is, it is rated R, it does have like some language and some other things, but that gives it that realness too, um, of the city and of the, you know, you know that because it's written by these guys that have experienced it, that it's the real, um, kind of culture and, um, place that they lived in and, and experienced. So it gives, um, it has that kind of, um, reality to it. Um, and the two things that really stand out the most are the music and the cinematography. Um, the, just the shots of the whole city as well as the, these guys, the two characters are always like skateboarding around the city, um, riding around in, um, these, um, great outfits and all this other stuff. Um, yeah, just the shots of the city. If you, if you want to see if you want to watch the movie or not, uh, I'd say go on YouTube and watch, you could either watch the trailer or there is, um, a clip of just like the first two minutes, um, of the movie. Um, and it's all, um, scored by music. It's this, um, song about, um, it's like this old song about, um, if you're coming to San Francisco, um, I don't know if that's actually the name of it, but that's how it goes. <laughs> so, um, but it's just, just if you watch those two minutes, um, and if that's something that, um, hooks you, which it certainly does me, I just go watch those two minutes sometimes on YouTube. Um, cause it's, um, just a really, um, beautiful scene and sets the scene for the rest of the movie as well. Oh yeah. Pretty awesome stuff. Yeah, so I would definitely rec recommend The Last Black Man in San Francisco. These are some good recommendations. <laughs> okay, so lastly, what we want to do is we have a movie that we both, Ryan and I have both talked about and, and really enjoyed that we wanted to recommend. Um, and that is, what year was it, Ryan? I think this was done maybe... 2018? 2019. 2019? 2019, I think it was. Um, and that movie is Ready or Not, which is a action horror thriller type movie with some comedy as well right it's, it's got a lot of <laughs> it's pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> um and it's the concept is um it's this um young girl who is getting um married um to this rich family who come from they have some sort of like game empire or something right is that right i think they do yes so they're very rich they have this old house um, and there it's the night before the wedding and they, um, have this tradition, what they do, which is to kind of initiate the, um, new member of the family coming into the family by marriage. And so, um, what she comes to find out is, and this isn't really a spoiler cause this is the whole concept of the movie, but, um, these games are not just your normal hide and seek or, um, board games or duck, duck, gray duck or whatever else but it's um these movies are kind of life or death it's survival to try and um pass the test in order to um to get into the family which is what she finds out but there's also some other motivations behind that too right mm -hmm. which will which you'll find out as you watch the movie but um so they end up playing having to play hide and seek and so she's like oh this will be fun hide and seek whatever turns out she needs to hide because everyone in the family is trying to kill her before the night is out so Sounds dark. I mean, it is pretty violent and pretty um, <laughs> intense in some ways, but it does, like I said, it does have that comedy piece as well. Um, and so it's just all about her um, trying to survive the night. Um, I don't know if I'd consider it horror or not. Probably. It's on the edge. It's not as scary. Yeah. It's not scary, scary. But... Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I think it's considered like on some of these movie websites as a horror. But for me, I don't give it 100% horror like you said it's kind of on the edge but it yeah I would 
consider it more of a thriller. It's really interesting. And I just think that there's just it it made for a great entertainment value just for a hundred and I mean an hour and thirty-five minutes. It's just it captures you one hundred percent. I think going in, I did not expect to enjoy the movie as much as I did, right? I thought it was a bit of a fluff. I thought that it was gonna be boring. I thought that I've actually seen this particular storyline before. But exactly, this one yeah. was pretty interesting, you know. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. Is it's one of those ones where you think like we were describing, it's mm -hmm. got about four different genres to it. So you think you're going in and you're gonna see something you've seen before, but it kind of bends and shifts and um, rewrites those genres so you, it's not what you're expecting and it um, engages because of that um, and the girl um, the name of the main actress is Samara Weaving and she's the you know the main character throughout and she puts gives gives a good performance as um, I think good is the, an understatement yeah I think yeah. good is an understatement I think she did an excellent mm -hmm. job <laughs> as the protagonist because the movie's success really hinged on her performance Mm -hmm. And I think the you reason have to be, we, you have to yeah. be rooting for her, that's <laughs> yeah. for sure. Yeah, I think the reason we love this movie as much as we did is because her performance was just excellent. Uh, she was believable at moments, you know. I felt like I was feeling the pain that she was feeling, the frustration that she was feeling, the betrayal that she felt. I think I just felt all of that. I was there, like you said, rooting for her every step of the way and you know the biggest question that i think i have been asking when i first watched it was will she survive the night <laughs> you know i think going in that's the question that you're going to ask as well i mean i'm not going to tell you what you know <laughs> how it ended but i i felt i felt the ending was satisfying though mm -hmm. yeah so i think as we you know describe this movie and the concept and stuff obviously it's a pretty intense concept and um has a lot of kind of just craziness to it um and in that sense it doesn't feel quite as maybe dark as it sounds on paper and it's really actually a fun watch as hard as it might sound based on what we're describing but it's a um it does have a lot of com comedic relief and um just kind of the concept is one that's so beyond reality that the hilarious nature of it really shines through over the fact that you know she's being hunted by her future in-laws <laughs> yeah it makes it makes you it makes you question you know all right uh do i know all about the family that i'm married <laughs> into <laughs> makes you a bit skeptical about that as well and... or it might give might make you feel better because it couldn't be this bad mm, could be, could okay. be. <laughs> yeah but the family was the family uh being rich is a pretty messed up family as well uh you know this particular game uh, was born out of certain, uh, how would I describe it? I don't want to say satanic practices, but it's something well, akin to that. They've um, accrued their wealth via a um, blood deal of some kind. Yeah. yeah. Without getting too much into it. Yeah. And I don't even remember how all that worked, to be honest Likewise, with you. Likewise. You know, there was but, some craziness to it. But, yeah, sure. but, but I feel like that's an important aspect of mm -hmm. the movie as well, that people won't get the appreciation of what the movie is trying to say without a better understanding of mm -hmm. the fundamental right, concept. Because it's like, why would they possibly be doing this, is what you're thinking. But then it does kind of explain that there's, they don't have much of a choice. They've, got, they've gotten into something that's beyond their control. So they yeah. have to try to find a way to... I Get think 
I think much like uh, just like a movie you made mention of earlier, this one has an ambiguous ending as well, mm -hmm. and it 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 leaves room for doubt, a lot of questions, and uh, I could see them easily having uh, a follow up movie because of how things ended. It ended pretty well and pretty great. I want to say it ended on a on a cliffhanger, but it ended very ambiguous. That leaves you with questions and the possibility of um, a follow up movie or a part two where this is concerned. So it's pretty good. Yep. Yeah. So ready or not, that's our last recommendation. Um, I think we've kind of given a nice variety of types of movies depending on what people are interested in. I know people have different types of movies that they would say are their are their favorites and other genres that maybe not so much. Um, so hopefully there's something um, that everyone on here can, everyone listening can find. And um, if you do watch, feel free to hit us up and let us know what you think. Uh, we look forward to to hearing from people and um, talking more with each other as well. What, speaking of that, what would you say is your one favorite genre of movies? Thrillers. Yeah. Definitely. I think so too. I, yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's that thin line between thrillers and horror, mm -hmm. but I think, yeah, thrillers, um, something that's going to keep you on the edge of your seat throughout um, and just take you for two hours where you feel like you can't, you don't, you're not breathing for, yeah. um, or not, um, yeah. a not relaxed. Fiction, yeah. A science fiction thriller or a mystery thriller. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just yep. give me those and I'm, I'm good. You know, like, Gon good. like something like Gone Girl, like yeah. you mentioned earlier, yeah. those that, sorts of things. Yeah. Excellent. And of course you need to twist in there Most or sometimes the twist is not having a twist. That's another thing, you know? Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, thank you, Ryan. It's always fun to um, to talk movies with you, and it's fun to do it in a, in a way that will be recorded and, and live on, so hopefully people enjoy. Um, would love to do it again sometime soon, and yeah, appreciate it. All right, take care.